next few weeks, uh, we're going to be looking at prayer. Now, uh, if you remember, we just went through a series on faith, and uh, I said that faith and prayer are connected like two arms on a hinge. Uh, Faith leads to prayer, and prayer leads to faith. And there in the middle of them is the linchpin of the cross of Jesus, which we looked at during Easter. So we have faith, cross, prayer, or prayer, cross, faith. Two arms of a hinge with the cross in the middle. Um, now as we go on, um, I, I, I do just want to mention that uh, hopefully each of you has a piece of paper and a pen with you, because as we go forward in this uh, sermon, uh, it might be useful. So if you don't have a piece of paper and a pen, maybe take a few seconds now uh, you know, to go and to find something, or you can use your phone as well if you're, if, you, if you're comfortable doing that. So either a piece of paper and a pen or your phone. So the uh, s- subtitle of this series on prayer is Keeping, uh, Keeping Company with God, which I believe is a quote from this guy who lived uh, hundreds or thousands of years ago, a guy called Clement of Alexandria. He lived from 150 to 215. Um, and, and I love this idea of, of keeping company with the Lord through prayer, that through prayer, we human beings who are nothing get to keep company, to spend time, and to hang out with God Almighty himself, which is amazing, yeah? Now, it was, it was just a few weeks ago uh, during Lent, I was fasting and I was praying and I was having a great old time with the Lord. I was uh, reading a book called Red Moon Rising about the start of the 24-7 prayer movement. And I was waking up in the middle of the night because I was so excited about prayer that I wasn't able to sleep. Um, I was, I was, uh, you know, I was hearing um, whispers from God, and I was thinking about all these ways that I could step, um, step out in faith. I was praying, I was praying in faith, and I was praying fervently. I was excited, but then life happened. We had staffing changes. Here at Cornerstone, uh, we, we transitioned from a pre-recorded service to live stream. We had sound issues. We had uh, visual issues. We had uh, video issues, and we're still trying to work through them. Um, and then we had Easter, and then we moved into a provincial lockdown, and then we moved into a stay-at-home order. Uh, in the midst of this, I had a bit of a COVID scare leading me uh, to a short quarantine while I waited for my result, which was negative. It was just me feeling really worn out. But at that moment, I realized that I was running on empty. I was running on fumes. I wasn't waking up excited in prayer at night. Um, that no longer happened. Things had changed. The, the faith had gone and the fire had gone. That passion within my soul had somehow seeped out and, 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 I, and I hadn't even realized it. But then Thursday, this Thursday passed, I was in a board meeting and we were sharing about our spiritual temperatures. It's a question which we ask ourselves each month. And then Sharon, one of our board members, um, managed to get onto Zoom after the rest of us. And so she missed most of our sharing. But then as Sharon shared, Sharon said, we need an experience of the Lord. We need an experience of the Lord. And suddenly, in the moment that she said that, everything made sense. Uh, it was like this switch turned on in my mind. It was like a firework went off in my heart. I, I realized that all that we do, everything 
we do is meaningless unless we have an experience of the Lord. We need an experience of God. And prayer is an experience of God. It's an experience with him. Um, And then, you know, we were in the board meeting still. uh, And so we prayed. And then Kate prayed. And she prayed this as she prayed. She said, we set our expectations high. We set our expectations high. And hearing those words from Kate set off more fireworks in my heart. We set our expectations high. We need an experience of the Lord. But what has all this maybe got to do with prayer? Well, I think it's this. You know, most of my life, um, I think I can get through each week without an experience of the Lord. And I think I can get through each week with quite low expectations. So I eat the crumbs from yesterday's manner or last week's manner or last month's manner or last year's manner. And my spirit is weak and it's hungry. Maybe I've, I, 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 I have that fire of faith for a while and I pray and I believe and I hope and I expect. But then like the thorns in the parable of the sower, uh, those That that faith and the word of God gets choked. Matthew chapter 13, 22 says this. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but then the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. The experience of the living and active word of God can be choked by the worries of this world and the deceitfulness of wealth. And friends, we let this happen. And and so this word of God, which should be bearing fruit and transforming our lives and the lives of those around us, is then rendered unfruitful. You know, that, that word of God that spoke the universe into being, that said, let there be light and there was light, is somehow choked by our choosing to obsess over the worries of this life and choosing to get drawn in by the deceitfulness of wealth. And this shows us, right, that we have wonderful, well, not wonderful power, we have incredible power in our hands. We, is that you and I have the power to choke the life out of God's universe-creating word of power in your life. That's really scary, right? And, and so the result of this, when we allow you know, the thorns of this world to, to choke out his word, uh, when, we, when we forget that we need a, a fresh experience of him, when we set our expectations low, well, what happens then is that we simply learn to make do. We make do without hearing from God, and we make do with low expectations, and we somehow go through life thinking that this is normal, that this is okay. And when this happens, when we settle, when we make do, our joy then gets determined by other factors outside of God. So the lockdown determines our joy, whether or not we can shop determines our joy. Our businesses that are going through hard times, maybe those determine our joy. And we find that our happiness level, our joy level sinks or rises with the circumstances around us. And so here's the thing, when we find ourselves in another lockdown, like like we do now, at the mercy, literally, of circumstances outside of our control, we can do one of two things. We can either obsess over what we've lost you know, the cares of this world, 
or we can press into God. And friends, we need an experience of God. And I pray that our expectations are high. You know, this, this morning, um, as I wrote this sermon, I was everywhere. You know, I planned on preaching Matthew 11, uh, 25 to 30, which I'm preaching now next week. Because as I was preparing, I felt God whisper to me that we, um, we need to hear something else this morning. It was in that moment in the board meeting when I heard those words that we need an experience of God and our expectations are high. Uh, I was shown in my own life that you know, the power and passion of prayer can easily subside and uh, waste away in the face of the realities of life. And actually, Scripture has a word for that. Uh, it's called conforming to the pattern of this world. And Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says specifically, it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. And so, uh, as regular human beings, we cannot know God's will unless our minds are renewed. And in order for our minds to be renewed, we need to resist conforming or being molded to what this world says. And right now, what this world says, or, or the pattern of this world, is to allow um, outward circumstances to monopolize our mental landscapes like so many thorns, wearing us down into hopelessness and wearing us down into mediocre living. And so in the midst of all this, ask yourself this. Ask, ask, what if God is inviting me in this time of circumstances outside of my control? What if God's inviting me to press into him and to pray and through prayer to have my mind renewed because it's as your mind is renewed that you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. I'm, I'm, I'm not one of those guys who's good at changing my oil. I always forget when I'm supposed to. In fact, I don't even know how to. I don't know how to change my oil. Uh, but even less, I don't know when I should. You know, I, I, I lose note of the kilometers and, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so when I take my car to Harrison's, um, I feel rather embarrassed because maybe he can tell that it's ages since I brought my car in for an oil change. And, and maybe he knows that because of the state of the oil. But here's another thing I've, I've learned. Even though I feel embarrassed, I should still bring my car into Harrison's because as long as the car is running, it's never too late to get an oil change. So if you've not changed your oil for ages, well, now's the perfect time for you to change your oil, right? And prayer is like changing the oil of your mind. Prayer is mind renewal. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Prayer flushes out all of the gunk and the bits and the mess and the wrong thinking that tends to accumulate over time. And it fills your mind with the pure oil of God's word and the Holy Spirit so that it can run smooth again. And so this morning, I want to invite us to an oil change, to mind renewal. And for us to do this, we're, we will spend 
uh, a few minutes focusing on Revelation chapter 12, verses 4 to 5. And like I said, I hope that you have a notepaper and a pen with you. You see, we could talk about prayer and the theory of prayer, or we could pray. And so this morning, I'm going to lead us in a quiet, listening prayer time. And my prayer for you is that as God speaks, that you will hear and that your mind will have an oil change. So first, let's read this passage that we will be listening through. Revelations chapter 2 verse 3 first says this, um, and God's speaking to the church at Ephesus. He says, you have persevered and you have endured hardships for my name and you have not grown weary, which is good because they've, they've shown perseverance and they've shown hard work. But the passion has left the building. They have perseverance, but they have no passion. Because verse 4 says this, Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Is this you? Have you forsaken your first love? And maybe you haven't even realized it. And then Jesus tells them what the remedy is. And it's a three-step remedy. He says, first, consider how far you have fallen. Secondly, repent. And thirdly, do the things that you did at first. Consider how far you've fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. And so when the fire of passion for God has kind of been reduced to ash, we need to consider how far we've fallen. We need to look and see where we were. We need to remember how it felt. And then we need to repent. We need to repent of allowing the thorns of this life to choke out the word of God um, in our lives. And we, learn, and we need to learn to keep company with Almighty God again. And so that's what I want to do for the rest of this message. I want us to listen, and I want us to pray. I want us to change our oil. Now, hopefully you have a notebook and a pen now. Uh, make sure you're, you're sat comfortably, but not so comfortably that you fall asleep. You might want to sit up with your back straight and your feet flat on the floor. On, on the floor. If you have young ones with you, you need to make the call if, if, if you want them uh, to do this with you or if they can do something else. But let's try um, in the place where we are now to create an environment of peace and of quiet. We need an experience of God. Our expectations are high. The Lord is in this room and we are about to keep company with him. So let's get com comfy, pens and paper ready, and we will uh, breathe five times, breathe in and breathe out, and then we will watch this, uh, this, uh, this guided prayer time. So let's, let's all breathe in and out. In, out. In, out, in, and out, last time, in, and out. Lord, would you speak for your servants are listening. We're now going to move into a time of listening prayer. I hope that you uh, have 
um, a pad of paper or a notebook and a pen or a pencil because this will be uh, very important in this time. And what listening prayer is, is that we're going to uh, read through a scripture and we're going to prayerfully go through a scripture and we're going to expect um, and assume that God is going to speak to us through it and uh, he will speak to us each in our own heart each in our own mind what he wants to say to us so uh it's uh it's a very needed thing um you know we need to know that god is speaking to us um and so that's what we will be doing um over the next few minutes so the scripture that we will be praying through is uh, revelation chapter 2 verse 4 that that says this Yet this I hold against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. So each of those uh, phrases will uh, lead us through this uh, experience of listening prayer. Um, so the, the, the first phrase is this. Yet this I hold against you. Yet this I hold against against you. So ask the Lord, is there anything that you're holding against me? Is there anything that you're holding against me? Is there something maybe in your life that you have allowed in or that you have allowed out that leads Jesus to say to you, I hold this against you? So write down the words, on your piece of paper, write down, what do you hold against me? What do you hold against me? And uh, it should look something like this. Sorry for my handwriting, but write down, what do you hold against me? And uh, now let's listen. Let's listen as the Holy Spirit speaks to us. Allow him to bring conviction. Listen as he in grace and love maybe highlights something in your life. Uh, it, now, it's important not to force it, but just to listen to him as he brings maybe a word, maybe a phrase, maybe a memory into your mind. Maybe it's something that you're already aware of, or perhaps it's something that will actually surprise you as he brings it to you. Remember, he knows you much, much better than you know yourself. And uh, so let's listen to him as he brings to, to our mind something that he holds against us, something that he holds against you. Let's listen.
Now write down on your piece of paper, if you haven't already, the impression that you got during that listening time. Next part says this, you have forsaken the love you had at first. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Uh, now, I want you to remember a time when you knew that God was real, when Jesus felt close, um, when he spoke clearly to you, maybe through his word, through another person or through a circumstance. Maybe it was a miracle that you saw or a book that you read or a conference that you went to or maybe camp. Um, you, but you, you, you know at that time that you felt alive, uh, that you loved him, and it was an incredible moment. Maybe it was when you first got saved. Well, in silence over this next minute, let's let's allow the Holy Spirit to uh, bring that memory to your mind. Now, I'd like you to write on your piece of paper, I'd like you to write, uh, my first love, my first love. Just like this, my first love. And then I'd like you to uh, listen as the Holy Spirit brings to mind that memory um, of that love that you had at first. Let's listen to him. write down next to the words, my first love, uh, those feelings um, or the, or the, um, the, the experience associated with that memory. What were those feelings like? What words come to mind? Write those down now if you haven't already. next part says this, consider how far you have fallen. Have you forsaken your first love? Have you laid him aside? Have you allowed his voice of love and grace and power and forgiveness to be drowned out by the thorns or the cares or the riches of this world? Let's consider how far you have fallen. Now this might be a bit scary, but, but remember that when God asks us to do this, and he does ask us to do this, do this, this is his word. Consider how far you have fallen. But when he asks us to do this, uh, he does it with um, not, not to condemn, but to bring freedom. Um, and so 
In this time, I want you to compare that feeling that you had uh, with your first love that you just wrote down. Um, and I want you to compare it with your experience now of him. How far have you fallen from that first love to where you are now? Um, it's like the prodigal son, right? It was only when he was feeding the pistol of the Holy Spirit to uh, show us how far that fall. The next step, uh, and we're now on the way up now, the next step is repentance. Um, repentance means changing your mind. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says this, do not conform to the pattern of this and approve what God's will is, is good, pleasing and perfect will. Is repentance, it means looking at things in a different way. It means changing the way that you see things. Uh, and so on your paper, I'd like you to write the words repentance slash renew my mind. Okay, repentance slash renew my mind should look like this. Repentance slash renew my mind. And uh, um, and we've we've asked Jesus if there's anything that He holds against us. We've remembered our first love. We've considered how far we've fallen. Now it's time to allow him to renew uh, our minds. Now it's time to allow him to renew your mind. And so for this, I want you to ask him this, okay? It's a simple question, but it's uh, really profound. Um, ask God, uh, what do you see when you think of me? Okay, what do you see when you think of me? What do you feel when you think of me? Ask God what he sees when he thinks of you. And so write down these words, what uh, repentance renew my mind. And the question that you're asking him is, what do you see when you think of me? Let's listen to him. final step in this verse is uh, consider how far you've fallen, repent and do the things you did at first. Do the things you did at first. Now, 
so the question with this is, uh, is God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Maybe it's a practice that you've let, let slide, something that has brought you life in the past. Maybe it's something that keeps you uh, connected with the Lord. Uh, it might be prayer. It might be reading the Bible. It might be uh, that very precious friendship that you have with someone that just brings life to you uh, and that God communicates his love to you through. Maybe it's watching worship videos on YouTube or maybe it's something really specific, something that you did at first when that first love burned hot uh, that has since fallen away. Well, write, so write down the words, do it again, do it again. So we've got, what do you hold against me? My first love, my full repentance slash renew my mind and now do it again. Okay. And, uh, and listen to what the Holy Spirit says to you in this time. What is he asking you to bring back to life in your life? A practice, a spiritual habit, maybe a discipline. Um, and Make the decision as he brings this to your mind to bring this thing, this practice back into your life over this next week. Okay, let's listen to him. God, what do you want me to do? Let's listen. <laughs> 